Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Flipping Records Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Marissa. And today we are joined by my bandmate, coworker, and friend, Gio. And uh, Gio, what album are we re- uh, reviewing today? We're doing Hunky Dory by David Bowie. I think definitely my piano background kind of lended to my interest in Bowie. Got me really into that kind of classic rock piano. That's what I love to play. Nice. And um, I just think that this album kind of set the pace for his whole career. Because, I mean, he had a few popular songs before it and stuff, but this was really the first album that got him on the map. Yeah, I while I was listening to it, I actually made note of just the piano work on this album specifically insane, yeah. is so good. And knowing that you play piano, I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, all right, so as usual, we're going to go track by track. And um, so this is going to be Hunky Dory by David Bowie. And the first track is Changes. So, uh, Gio, why don't you hit us with just some thoughts you have on this one? All right, first thought right off the bat. Like I said, this is kind of like a huge album for Bowie. Kind of set the pace for his career, and I think this song is like a perfect intro song into this whole album it kind of sets the whole pace and i think just like for the whole bowie era this is a good kind of statement of how you know how it's going to be mm-hmm. um do you have any thoughts like musically on this guy like, i i really like the lyrics of this song just because well all of his lyrics in general i think are kind of complex and the meaning behind them but at the same time, are clear and you can kind of work through them very easily, which is super sick. Yeah. And then just like I wrote down just like the sax outro is insane. Yeah, me too. And I, <laughs> I was looking it up and Bowie recorded like m- almost all the instruments on this whole album. He did all the sax work, which is insane. That's tight. I had no idea about that. Um, yeah. Marissa, what did you think? What are some of your thoughts on this one? Um, I really like it. Um, I like the piano in it a lot. Um, and I also very much enjoy, um, the lyrics. Um, and I, this is the first Bowie album I've heard all the way through. So I, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, Really? That's this this is the first one you've listened to from start to finish? Um, that I can remember. Yeah. Um, so it was a good opening track. I enjoyed it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I really liked the intro. Um, I made note kind of through this whole album about how good Bowie is with dynamics in terms in terms of like how the verses like they can be really mellow and quiet but then all of a sudden the choruses will open up and just sound like super huge but like without doing too much Mm -hmm, you know like um yeah in this song I made note of that uh 
the build into the chorus, like the change, yeah. so sick. I think you can, when you kind of realize that he did all of the all of the instrumentation and stuff throughout the whole thing, you kind of it starts to make sense. You know, like yeah. this is all in his head, and he was able to just totally put it all together. You know, yeah. Not, and since you said that uh, about him writing everything, it does make sense. Just like the feel of the album, like you can tell that it's all from one mind mm-hmm. because it yeah. does have a very like seamless feel throughout the whole thing. Um, I love the cor- the harmonies in the chorus. I like the... It's like almost a weird timing, like the way that it comes into the chorus. Uh, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. I can't really think off the top of my head of how it goes exactly. I just love how raw his vocals are yeah. like through the whole album. Oh, I put that... Uh, I like how when he does the changes line and then the chorus comes in, it's so up front. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's and it's dry like you said like it's very like upfront and dry and it has just a cool feel to it um yeah and then i also made note on a lot of songs just about how the bridges like he writes like really good bridges but then they always seamlessly pull you straight back into that last chorus which i feel like is pretty like difficult thing to do there's some sirens in the background (laughs) um but yeah, I think that's all I got on this one. Yeah, I think I think we can review this all day, but the real test of it is that it was on Shrek Two in the soundtrack. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's a great song. What? I didn't even know that. That's Do you hilarious. Don't that? I don't remember. You know, it's funny. Like, <laughs> this is one of I don't listen. I listen to Bowie, but this isn't one of the albums that I listen to like on okay, a regular yeah. basis. And when I was listening to this song, I was like. Like, why do I know that? Obviously, it's more of a hit than the others, but I was like, why do I know this one like way more than any of the other songs? And that makes Should so I much put it sense. On the map, dude. <laughs> that song. That's funny. All right. Very cool. Do you hear the sirens, Marissa? Yeah, very much. <laughs> it's getting hot. It's coming here. Oh, there goes the dogs. This podcast is <laughs> chaos. <laughs> All right, they're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh,. The next song, well, we'll move on now. Anyone else have anything else? Nothing? That's all I got on this guy. All right, next song, Oh, You Pretty Thing. What do you think, Gio? What are some of your favorite things about this one? Well, this is like one of my favorite songs of all time. I love this song so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just like the lyric meaning, like the meaning of the lyrics is kind of cool to look at because you kind of get a feel for Bowie's whole thing of having weird lyrics that mean something other than you know what they seem yeah so i mean do you like know the lyrics um not like off the top of my head you can read me some i don't have any written down (laughs) i just didn't know if you knew them but they're like i was listening through it today and i mean i've done this before just like trying to piece it apart and i went on a couple forums today like yeah seeing what other people thought and there were some crazy theories yeah a lot of a lot of talk of aliens and whatnot yeah interesting yeah but um just as far as the song goes i think it's really like beautiful in its simplicity mm-hmm. like it's not a super crazy song but yeah i don't know it's it's really well put together i, I agree what do you think marissa what do you got on this guy um <clears throat> once again i really liked piano in the beginning yeah um i mean i like it all throughout um um and i really enjoy the chorus I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like this song a lot. That's really all I have to say about it. It's cool. a good song. Yeah. Um, this is a great song. I kind of have a, 
the same note of just like great dynamics. I like that the verses are laid back in terms of like levels of everything, mm-hmm. but they're really upbeat. Like the drums are like really like pushing a groove, and then the choruses open up and they get loud, but the instruments kind of drop out almost. It's almost like he's kind of like, um, in order to portray like complexity, like you said, mm-hmm. like, um, it's mostly with levels like he'll rather than adding more instruments to make things sounds bi- sound bigger he pulls them out and then turns the ones that are there like up yeah this you whole know? this whole album is almost like operatic in a way you yeah know? yeah like totally. just going up and down and changing you know like the fort i mean it's, it's the same as like a classical piano piece you mm-hmm. know, the whole time it's changing you know yeah absolutely i agree um i actually made a note on one song that it feels like a like disney music I, with this song not specifically this Was song, a, but just on. throughout the whole album. I don't remember what exactly which song I put that. We'll get to it, but I, I, it was "Fill Your Heart," I think. No, it wasn't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I just like a lot of the orchestral stuff. Um, reminds me of Disney. Yeah, definitely, Disney stuff, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's sick. Um, yeah, I was I, I was looking into it, and um, I guess. But Bo- I mean, Bowie's a great piano player, but like, he's quoted about this song saying, "I'm no piano player. I can't play this whole thing." So like, in the recording process, he recorded like the verses and stuff on piano just one time through, and then they just looped it. Like, he, oh my he gosh, all the way through. that's so beast! It's pretty sick. Hey, got to do what you got to do. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's kind of all I got on this one. I like this song. Yeah. I don't think there's not a single song on this album that I don't like. So there's that. It's great, dude. But yeah, so moving on. Getting over. <laughs> Reviewing "Search for Everything" by John Mayer <laughs> eventually. <laughs> um, next song, Eight Line Poem. I I love this song. This song's sick. What do you got, G? It's okay. It's a great song, but mm-hmm. I feel like in the album, mm-hmm. it's kind of more of like a palate cleanser almost. You know, yeah. like it definitely is a different feel from a lot, like all the other songs so i think i think <laughs> sorry you're good yeah i think if you kind of i i kind of see it as like a palate cleanser just kind of like almost like an interlude like a long mm-hmm. interlude you know but mm-hmm. the guitar is like super raw super bluesy mm-hmm. i love it yeah and like i i don't know i think it it definitely like ties the whole album together you know even though it's not necessarily fitting with every other song it kind of brings it all together yeah um I put that I like the the piano and the guitar and the intro, and then I put Bowie can do anything with his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what what are some notes that you had, Marissa, on this one? Um, <clears throat> I didn't have many notes. I just thought it was really pretty. Yeah, uh, that sounds kind of weird, but um, I really like the guitar on this one. I think it's pretty cool, and that is all. Yeah. I liked some of the stuff he did with like effects. Um, his vibrato is just so sick, dude. Like with his voice, dude. I think this album particularly really like inspired a lot of other music that came after it. Oh yeah, dude. I was looking this because I put somewhere that this album and just some of the themes on the album are so ahead of their time because this came out in '71, mm-hmm. and there's some like some like calls to like. Uh, 80s like punk era stuff definitely for sure and so um yeah i just thought that was sick seeing that it was in 71 like 
because it does kind of have that like late 60s early 70s mm. like uh almost like oldies feel like classic rock like uh beatles like stones type stuff yeah but he definitely puts his bowie spin on it um I think yeah. just the aesthetic of the record kind of just lent to the whole 70s, you know, totally. aesthetic. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Um, at some point, he rolls his R, apparently. I remember it, but I don't remember exactly where it is, and I put it in there in my notes, but I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. So that's all I got on 8-Line Poem. Anyone else? That's all I got. Mm-mm. All right. Life on Mars, track number four. Geo? Just... Right off the bat, before even talking about the song, I just think it's hilarious. Like, you can tell that the moon landing just happened before, like, so many songs. <laughs> it's like, moon landing was, like, 69, then this is 71, and yeah. then Space Oddity was 69, like, right after uh-huh. Rocket Man was 72. So, like, <laughs> I think it's hilarious, dude. Oh, that's beast. But, yeah, I think this this song is kind of like of this record the peak like weird bowie lyrics you know yeah like it's super weird but again it's really cool lyrically to kind of break it down and mm-hmm. figure out the meaning behind it yeah and then i think i i wrote strings the strings are insane mm-hmm. on this song yep i put that too and then just like the harmonies and doubles on the verses yeah. are really cool i like that he did like a low harmony mm-hmm. and that like really beefs it up i think it yep. sounds really good totally i agree and then my last... Oh, I had a couple more notes. The You're piano good. outro is insane. Uh-huh. And then I think it's just, like, a really topical song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun to listen to, and, like, you can definitely get a sense of, like, what, like, 70s culture was at the time and, yeah. like, things that were going on, you know, yeah. what was popular in music. So uh-huh. that's... I think, I think it's a really cool song because of that. Yeah, totally. Um, what do you think, Marissa? What do you got? Uh, I think this one is very uh, interesting lyrically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, I always like to look at lyrics and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's really cool. Um, and I just have not, I've never really seen a song written like this, and I think he's a really good lyricist. Um, very interesting and kind of weird sometimes, but yeah, like, it's uh, it's easy to think he's just writing random nonsense, but mm-hmm. like <laughs> if you if you take it apart, it's really sick. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think this one's, I think it's really strong. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, lyric, like, going off of what you said about lyrics, like, I feel like lyrics and just songwriting in general was so much more complex um, and, like, meaningful in the 70s, mm-hmm. like, the mm-hmm. 60s and the 70s. The 70s especially, because you got a lot of, like, experimental groups, like, you got a lot of the crazy Pink Floyd stuff um, and all that jazz, but... uh yeah, and then, like, even Queen, like, when we were reviewing uh, News of the World, just talking about, like, just some of the songwriting and the way that stuff is put together and the lyrics and everything, um, mm-hmm. it's just, there was just something different about it back then, um, but yeah, I put, uh, just the piano work, and I put that, uh, the chord changes and the phrasing and the piano, mm-hmm the way that he writes the melody, the vocal melodies around it. Like he's not just, um, like singing what the piano's playing. Yeah. He's like very, uh, intentionally going off of what the piano's doing, but mm-hmm. like, it just sounds so great together. And then the cello adds like some crazy intensity to it. Um, 
transitions again, like just some of the transitions from verses to chorus and chorus to verse and into the bridges and out of the bridges and everything. It's mm-hmm. just so like uh, masterfully crafted. Um, violins, same thing, like you said, the strings. And then this is where I put the orchestral stuff sounds like Disney movie oh, okay, music. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see that with this song. Yeah, it, it reminds me so much of uh, just, I don't know, like it's almost like if you took the lyrics out, you would hear something like this, at, like playing at Disneyland, mm-hmm. like in the background. I don't know. Yeah, I think he wrote... He wrote songs that were kind of edgy, you know, but at the same time were radio friendly and like people weren't, I think back to what you were saying about, you know, like seventies musicians, Mm sixties musicians being kind of like, you know, cutting edge Mm -hmm. is because before that, I mean, you had like Elvis Mm -hmm. and you had like the Beatles and that was like the Mm -hmm. heaviest stuff out, you know? So this Mm -hmm. is all like really pushing the boundaries while still trying to make it safe enough for everyone to listen to, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, kind of like how I was saying earlier like there's some definite like uh like visions of the punk era mm-hmm. in this album and just like in a lot of that early bowie stuff in yeah. general um but yeah um i really like this song it's a cool one it's a great song anything else anyone Mm-mm. nope all right moving on track numero five kooks I don't have many notes on this song. I think just because uh, it's just, like, cool. And I didn't yeah. know what else really to say about it. Um, what do you think, G? I actually had, like, probably the most notes on oh, this yeah? song. I don't know why. Like, hit, hit me I, with it. That's I awesome. I honestly just forget how much I like this song, and uh-huh. I don't listen to it. So yeah. when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I like that, I like that. I yeah, like yeah. That. So my first note is just that it's kind of Beatles-esque. Like, it reminded totally. me a lot of the Beatles, like, with the melody and, like, the harmonies were uh-huh. very Beatles-y. I can see that, yeah. Um, I think, like, the horns, piano, and, like, the acoustic arrangement is, like, it, it works so well together. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've we been talking about this with every song. You yeah, know? Like, totally, It's dude. great. You the can tell engine. it came from, like, one, you know, genius mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wrote down the lyric, take a chance with a couple of kooks, hung up on romancing. That's yeah. in the chorus. And I just, I don't know. That kind of, like, gave a whole, you know, 70s togetherness vibe mm-hmm. of, you know, experimentation and romance with everything you do and stuff. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, and my last note was just reflective on inclusive attitude of 70s pop culture. Yeah, totally. Totally. What do you think, Marissa? I really, really like this song. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think it's kind of endearing because it was like written about uh, his son, or like right after his son was born. Um, and I actually also kind of thought that it was Beatlesy, which I'm surprised that I thought the same thing you guys did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I was walking across campus, and I was like, whoa, wait. Um, but, yeah, I really, really like this song. I think it's a really cool song, um, and it's really fun, I guess. Lyrically, I think it's awesome, yeah. as all of them are. Mm-hmm. But I think this is probably one of my favorites on the album, though. Sick, Yeah. Like I said, like I didn't have a lot of notes on it, but I do think it was also one of my favorites. Um, it just has such a cool feel. And then I think that UGO kind of vocalized a lot of what I was feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't really, because I was at work when I was listening to it and I was trying to like take notes while I was working. And so, yeah, like that was, that you, you summed it up really well. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, anything else, anyone? I think I'm good on this one. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So moving on to uh, track number six, Quicksand. 
What do you think, Gio? Dude, listen to this song. Mm Mm-hmm. And then keep in mind that Harvest by Neil Young came out the year after. And, like, this song song sounds so much like like every song on Harvest to me. (laughs) That's funny, dude. I didn't even know. I didn't know that. But now that you say it, that's hilarious. I I was listening to it. Like, the last song, I put, like, Beatles E. And this one, I was going to put Neil Young E. And then I was like, when did that come out? It came Mm -hmm. out the year after. Dude, yeah. Because I was thinking the same thing about some of the songs. I was like, uh, at some point, I put uh, the guitar tone reminds me of Brian May from Queen. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, dude, like, what year did this come out? Like, is he pulling influence from people? Or are these the stuff I already like pulling influence from this? And I was like, dang, like, this is this is early. Like this album, like, lent a lot to music. Yeah, I agree. A good choice um, on the album, because, I mean, like, when I listen to Bowie, I I I listen to, you know, just the stuff that everyone likes. My favorite is Let's Dance. And I think for me, that's my favorite because I uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan plays mm-hmm. all the guitar stuff on it, and he's my favorite guitar tell. player. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, but yeah, like this album specifically, I totally get what you're saying about how it lent a lot to the music to come. Um, but yeah, uh, what else do you have? I think again, it really diversifies the album, mm-hmm. gives it you know a different feel, and I th- that's something that a lot of artists, I think, especially at the time, and I mean now too, like have trouble with is making songs that sound different from each other yeah and i think this song is a great you know not a palate cleanser again but you know you know something different to kind of yeah change the pace mm-hmm. uh, i like the builds and like all the layers throughout it it's mm-hmm. crazy uh, i put song to cry too, or have like an existential <laughs> realization too yeah i could see it's that <laughs> honestly it's the same for harvest yeah yeah oh absolutely my only like bummer and this is kind of something that bowie does in a lot of songs is the fade out in the outro uh he does that for a lot of songs but like, yeah there there's a lot just kind of in the 70s in general there's a lot of fade yeah outs. yeah definitely um i don't know why i mean i'm all for bring the fade out back <laughs> it's like a movement apparently but um yeah what do you think Riz? what do you got on quicksand um it's it's kind of a bummer like (laughs) lyrically it is it's really good and it's like cool lyrics but like it's kind of just it like bummed me out when i was reading the lyrics and listening to it yeah um but i mean i think it's i think it's still really good Mm -hmm. um regardless so yeah i mean that's really it sick yeah i i uh you know, like, because I'm at le- at work listening to this stuff, I wish I wasn't because I would dive more into the lyrics, especially with something like this that I haven't listened mm-hmm. to all that much. So a lot of my notes are a lot more on just the music aspect of it, which I think that this podcast is cool because you guys both are more, uh, like, Gio, obviously, this is one of your favorites. Marissa looks into all the lyrics. And then, so, um, for me, some of my notes, uh, the the verse or the intro is really like it's really quiet kind of like how i was talking about earlier he does a lot with levels Mm -hmm. because you hear the guitars and you hear his vocal um but then all of a sudden the guitars come in in stereo on your right and your left side playing different parts but they're um the way that they're mixed like it almost like it like hits you so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Um, I put like great snare sound. Uh, 
there's a lot of like weird changes from halftime to double time and just stuff all over the place. And I put like, it's brilliantly structured, just kind of how we were saying, like he's like very masterful in the way that he uh, structures and writes his songs lyrically and musically. And then like, even like now, now that I know that he did most of the stuff, I'm even more blown away. Um, like recording wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have to do that at a certain degree. I mean, at least artists like you know yeah. Bowie and stuff like that. Like, you kind of have to at least lay the foundation of what's in your head before you mm-hmm. can have other people writing it. You know, totally. Yeah, because uh, Prince's first album is entirely him, mm-hmm. and he, I think he was eighteen. He like wrote, recorded, produced like everything, and I know. I mean, we'll, uh, I'll get more into it like when we do a Prince album, but I know that for sure he um there was like a lot of stuff about how no one would let him be on like a label because he was so mm-hmm. young but he pushed through anyway and i think that that's cool when i think it's super cool when people uh do everything themselves you mm-hmm. know kind of like the first food fighters album is yeah. all Dave <laughs> in his garage yeah but yeah crazy especially with stuff like this when you have like classic albums classic artists that have this amazing like revolutionary uh discography then you hear that an album like this that's like one of their best was recorded just by them mm-hmm. it's like why did they even need anyone else yeah, you know? yeah. i mean it, it can almost like hurt the process to have other people if they're not yeah. able to you know mm-hmm. feel the same thing that you're trying to do yep totally and you know it's cool like when you listen to Bowie's discography how different so much oh, of the yeah. stuff is. This, is this is his fourth album yeah I mean he had Space Oddity and I think China Girl came out before this I think China Girl's on Let's Dance I don't know oh, what okay, year no, no, no. Let's Dance is there's uh, there's like two or three songs that are you know well known songs mm-hmm. by Bowie and like that are before this yeah and this has I mean this has five or six you know hits that most mm-hmm. people could at least recognize you yeah know? And I think that's another reason why it's so interesting to me that I didn't know as much of this album as I thought I would, I mm-hmm. guess. Just because I know so much Bowie pre and post this album. Yeah. Uh, but then this isn't one that I've really listened to on a regular basis. I think you're probably the first person I've ever heard that like said would say, is this like your favorite Bowie album? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've never heard someone say that before, and that's really sick. And like I appreciate your uh, the thought process you have about it, because I I feel like when people say that something is their favorite album, um, it's just because they like think it's cool. Yeah. But you know, there's it's a lot more than just it being cool. Like just I'm just a big I like I'm a big fan of listening to albums like as a whole because mm-hmm. I mean a lot of musicians intend for them to be listened to you know as yeah. a whole like watching a movie and totally. watch like a mm-hmm. scene of a movie you know, so I think this album just like. And I mean, Ziggy is like a mm-hmm. phenomenal album. Let's yeah. Dance is, you know, like he's got so many great albums, so yeah. many great EPs and stuff. But like, the, I don't know. I think this one just ties together the best. And like I said, was like really pushed his career. You know, this totally. is a huge part. Yeah, totally. Um, anything else? Anyone? Marissa, did you get all your stuff in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We Sorry. Just, we were riffing. I know. <laughs> we're kind of going on some tangents. Um, Sorry. Uh, yeah, feel free to chime in at any point, Marissa, if you're feeling I don't it. know anything. <laughs> That's not true. I mean, I'm learning all this stuff from Gio. I'm just kind of riffing off him. I'm just making up all of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, track number seven, Fill Your Heart. 
least favorite song on the album. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. It's good. It's like it's cool. It sounds like a musical. Like I literally feel like I'm like watching a musical. I feel like I should I see Bowie musicals. like dancing across this. St- I love musicals too, but like in it, just listening to it, I don't know. Yeah, I get. I, get I mean, you. it would be great in a musical. This song would be phenomenal in a musical. Yeah. Um. I I wrote down the lyrics. <laughs> I, I I hate this lyric. Too. <laughs> Make it free. <laughs> like, really high. Dude, I put falsettos in yeah. free on my notes. I thought that was sick. Dude, it was sick, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, it just seems like a cheesy song. Oh, totally. To me. Yeah, which yeah. is cool, you know. Uh-huh. Okay, and, but although this is like probably my least favorite song on the album, it is yeah. my least favorite song on the album. This is like my favorite sax and piano work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, it, a musical, you know, like yeah. that could that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, they're great. And then. We'll talk about this at the end, actually. Okay, sounds good. Uh, is that it? You got that's, that's you got what I got. All right, Marissa, hit us. What you got? What you got? Um, I like it. <laughs> um, I can see how like you'd say it's musically, um, <laughs> uh, but I liked it. Yeah. It's a good song. I'm not trying to diss the song. Just least favorite on the album. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I like the piano and the trumpets in te- intro because I spelt the wrong. <laughs> I like the violins, the falsetto and free. I love the sax. And then uh, the piano has like a ragtime feel to it. Yeah. I put that in there. I love that. Um, I love like ragtime piano stuff. I love going to Disneyland when the ragtime mm-hmm. piano guy is out on Main Street. That is, this is why I thought this is the one you're talking about with Disney. <laughs> Oh, the see, well. the whole album, you know, but, um, and then, uh, I love the piano run. I think he was just having fun with yeah. this song, which is awesome. <laughs> and then like the sax, especially on the outro, like the mm-hmm. sax is mind blowing. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't even know David Vogue could play sax. Like so that's that. him on the sax too. From what I could tell. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was looking at, you know, all of the credits and stuff throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing and there's. Someone else played bass, which is kind of funny because he played guitar. Like you could figure out bass. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was one other person who played piano on a couple of the songs. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, for like all the sax and stuff, I'm pretty sure it was just all him. Crazy. Wow, I didn't. That's wild. That's sick. Um. Yeah, that's all I got on this um, one. <laughs> the only, the thing that I skipped was yeah. I thought it was really funny that at the end of it you could like you could tell this song is supposed to go straight into Andy Warhol uh-huh. so it started like wah, wah, and then like on Spotify it stops <laughs> so it's like the end of the song is like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know that's funny I didn't even notice that that's funny dude imagine if you had it on shuffle how awkward that would be <laughs> <laughs> um, Marissa what do you think is that it I liked it it was cool yeah that's it <laughs> yeah Alright. Um what track is Andy Warhol? Number eight. <laughs> track number eight, Andy Warhol. Um What do you think, Jim? I think the song's weird, but I like it. It's a weird song. I think it's hilarious because it's like one of the first diss tracks. That's just another thing that okay. Bowie <laughs> Dude, I was I was gonna Pioneer. ask, uh is the Bob Dylan one a diss track too? The Bob the- Dylan was a parody song. Okay. Off of a Bob Dylan song. 
But we got weird with this album. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Andy Warhol, it's a diss track. Yeah. Even well. Okay. They were friends, but like yeah. the album is definitely like making fun of Andy Warhol throughout the whole thing, <laughs> which is hilarious. And I was like, I I was reading up on it, and it was saying that he like showed it to Andy Warhol before he released it, mm-hmm. and he just like left. Like Andy Warhol got pissed. And just, oh, like, what? just dipped. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, and I guess like his whole thing, kind of like listening to the lyrics. What I was getting was that. He's saying Andy Warhol is kind of, I mean, this is really, you know, relevant to musicians and artists and stuff today, but mm-hmm. he was kind of saying that Andy Warhol is like being the art and not making the art as much, you know? Okay. So, I mean, that I, that's what I took from it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird song. <laughs> Almost kind of, like self-indulgent or not yeah, self-indulgent, yeah. like selfish. Yeah. Like art. making it yeah. all about you. And I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen Andy Warhol, I'm sure, you yeah, know, like yeah. taking a tomato tomato soup can and like changing the colors and stuff yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i think it's just kind of saying you know focus on the art itself and not you know your own mm-hmm. image and stuff yeah great i again i didn't look at the lyrics but i couldn't tell if it was a diss track or not <laughs> and the the dylan one too i thought it was interesting that he just kind of name dropped it's in super, general I, hey this is you know its own kind of pioneering you yeah. know starting <laughs> diss tracks starting, starting yep. parodies there it is like dude a, Weird Al and rappers wouldn't be anything without Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think, Marissa, about Andy Warhol? Uh, I actually really like this song. I don't really know why. Um, I, something kind of weird, I guess. I don't know. Andy Warhol and David Bowie just kind of remind me of each other. <laughs> I can see yeah, that. I guess. Yeah. And like, I feel like, like David Bowie in the music world is kind of like how Andy Warhol is in the art world where mm-hmm, they're just yeah. kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's you know, funny. I guess. Um, so I don't know. I just always, when I think of one, I think of the other for some reason. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I like the song. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, that's funny that you say that. Cause like that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And what I was saying about, you know, Bowie trying to poke fun at him, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's almost like making fun of yourself. So that's funny yeah, that totally. you said that. That that is really funny. I um, think the oh, so you didn't even talk yet. Go for no, it, man. go ahead, go ahead. I just think the clapping at the end is kind of cool too. You yeah, it's an extra little. I put that. Too. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. just like an extra little thing. Uh-huh. But and it really you know makes the song unique. Yeah, totally. I I I put that. I liked all the synthesizer stuff. I think it's synthesizer stuff. I don't know. I'm so baffled. After we did uh, News of the World, my dad was telling us that like. So many of those synth sounds aren't on synthesizers. What are they on? Just like, guitars. Guitar? <laughs> yeah, literally like guitars and pedals That's and just so like crazy. weird stuff. And there's no synthesizers. So like, I don't know what to believe anymore. But um, <laughs> I think this is a good song to kind of think about that because it's like very acoustic driven, obviously. Yeah. And this whole album, but like he does a better job than most people do even today with like having an acoustic driven song, but also incorporating all the effects and the synth yeah. and stuff. Yeah totally um yeah i put six spooky synth stuff in the intro i like when he does that laugh in the beginning <laughs> yeah but i love that it it goes from ear to ear like yeah. if you're listening in two headphones or in two earphones or in headphones whatever it goes stereo crazy it's kind of sick um some of the ri- the riff on the acoustic mm-hmm. is so sick so good and um I put there's like a, there's a lot of attitude in the guitar and the chord phrasing, and it feels like an old western tune. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it feels like it would, it could be in like, um, I don't know, like Django. Yeah, the, I could definitely something see that. like that, or like a Clint Eastwood movie or something. Um, 
I love the le- how the lead guitar is up again talking about mixing and levels. It's like above two different rhythm guitar tracks that are like almost lead tracks on their own, mm-hmm. but it's just so well done. And then the claps and uh, the claps, and then there's some weird like harmonics on the guitar and like going into like minor chords, mm-hmm. but they're all like off time. It, it, it gets like really off time and weird and it just makes you feel kind of like almost queasy. It's just yeah. like, what the heck? But it's cool. That's something that I love. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And like not a lot of musicians can do it well, but kind of like making a song sound chaotic and bringing yeah. it back to, you know, harmony, I guess it, it's crazy. Okay. Dude. Let me, let me throw this in the mix. When you think about the fact that he recorded this all by himself, this guy in a room by himself <laughs> coming up with all these parts on his own, and having to like hit record and like listen to all yeah. the parts and come up with these parts like while he's like recording it, mm. that's just crazy. Like I don't even know. It's yeah, that that is crazy. Actually, I yeah. think I was like, I mean, you taking, think like as a band, like you can come up with that stuff, yeah. like jamming, but he's just jamming by himself. Making a song like planned chaotic mm-hmm. is probably harder than making a song just yeah. sound you know smooth the whole way mm-hmm. through i mean you can play in four four time and, you know it's easy peasy but yeah. like uh-huh. taking it out of time and making all the instruments playing on different beats and yep th- like that that is crazy actually yeah That's insane. i'm gonna have to look into that and on like how much of it did he do by himself yeah. especially like on this track because that outro i was thinking about how crazy it was um and now that you're throwing it in throwing into the mix him doing it all by himself that makes it even not just crazy, but like very like wow, like respectable. Yeah, you know? that's cool. That's insane. Um, that's all I got on this one. That's it. Fun fact: This was the first song that I posted a cover of. I thought it was so sick. Oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, but we'll, we'll throw a link in the show notes. I hear people say that on some <laughs> podcasts all the time. <laughs> just don't say where the show notes are. Yeah. Um, anything else, you guys? Huh? I'll nope. say it. All right. Next one, song for Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, I'd, it's a parody of "Song to Woody," which is for Woody Guthrie. <laughs> and it's funny. I listened to the Bob Dylan song, and like, yeah. it's it's not even really like a parody. Like, it's a different song. Mm-hmm. But Bowie said it was a parody of that song. So Bowie says, and Bowie artistic license, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only kind of bummer about this song to me is that the piano is super recognizable to other bowie songs even like songs on this album yeah i can see that i was listening to it and i was like this sounds like changes and this sounds Mm -hmm. like oh you're pretty like i don't know yeah i i i was kind of noticing that throughout the album how we were talking about like how it has the same feel because it's from the same head it almost could get repetitive Mm -hmm. um yeah like songs just sounded like a different version of a song that i had already listened to yeah but yeah what else? Go ahead. Uh, I, I think it's cool that this is kind of like, I'm pretty sure like the first taste of like electric guitar really on the on the album. Like this song is a lot of, I mean there's some electric throughout it, but yeah, like a kind of a, a lead electric part, you know, mm-hmm. which is super sick. Yeah. And it kind of blew my mind when I was thinking about that because I was like, we made it through this whole rock album without like yeah. lead electric parts. That's you know? funny. This is actually the one where I put the, the guitar tone reminds me of Brian May. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely, actually. And then I put that the tone in the riff in the beginning reminds me of Freebird. Oh, okay. I've heard this song like five times. I'm trying to think about it. Yeah. 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 All right. I, I mean, I can play it. Yeah, play it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, 
I put that it has a nice country feel. What What do you have, Marissa? What do you think about Song for Bob? Um, <clears throat> I think for me, this is the most forgettable on the album. Okay. And I'm not sure if that's because it actually is, or if kind of at this point I was just like, ugh. Yeah. I was tired, um, and I didn't want to listen. I just wanted to listen to podcasts. <laughs> um, I feel you. Um, but I do think, I think it's safe to say that I... This one wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was my least favorite. No, it probably is, actually. <laughs> um, it's fine. I think it's fine. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, if, as, like we were saying, it kind of blends in other songs and sounds similar. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like you're going to remember the one that's better, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to forget this. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I feel that. I like this song. I like the, I like the feel of it. Um, and I put... I didn't know that it was a parody of a Bob Dylan song, but I put that it sound like it's called song for Bob Dylan and it sounds like a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Like the arranging and then like kind of like his vocal style in this one. It's almost like he's making fun of him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. Cause it's like a parody in the sense that it is Yeah, like, like if Bob Dylan wrote this song, what would it sound like? Yeah. It's not just like <laughs> copying and changing lyrics. You know? Yeah. I, and now that you say that, that makes so much sense. Cause it does sound like a Bob Dylan song. That's funny. Um, Go ahead. No, I, I wasn't really oh. going to have a good thought. <laughs> I was just going to say, I like, again, the way that the chorus opens up from the verse. And I put Bowie is really good at being dynamic from verse to chorus mm-hmm. and changing it up in the bridge and then swinging you back into that last chorus. Um, tasteful guitar playing throughout. And then uh, I love that the rhythm guitar, the acoustic, is kind of holding like this arpeggio picking pattern throughout the whole thing. And I feel like... um it adds like such uh such a weird or such a small layer but the song would feel entirely different if it wasn't there Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's all i have for this song yeah that's all i got for that one cool all right moving on track number 10 queen rock and roll (laughs) this is a rocking song oh yeah it is um i think this kind of like is the most similar to man who sold the world before Mm -hmm. because like that was the previous album and that was our straight up rock album. You yeah. Know? And so I think this is a taste of that, you know, Bowie rock that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people still loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the lyrics are really great on this song. Yeah, totally. Cause um, I mean, I like, I like story songs, you know, that yeah. kind of like you can set the scene in your head mm-hmm. and you can see, you know, everything you say. It's like you can make your own music video in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really cool that, it's like a really upbeat song, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, I mean, it's a rock song. It's, you know, just yeah. guitar bass drums. Like it's totally. a rock song, but like it's super upbeat, but at the same time, the lyrics are kind of like melancholy, you know, mm-hmm. like it, I think that's, I think that's great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I think this should have been the last song on the album. You're, you're <laughs> right. It should have been the last song on the album. We'll get to that. <laughs> Do you have anything yeah, else? That's, that's it really. All right. What do you think, Marissa? Um, I think this is a really cool song. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. That's it. That's it? I, I don't know music terms. I just liked <laughs> That's it. That's okay. That's fine. Um, it's just a fun song. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it, it's got like a... It stands out because, you know, I didn't notice that Song for Bob Dylan was the first that had electric guitar in it, mm-hmm. like you said. But then when I was listening to Queen, um, my thought was like, oh, I'm like this is the only song that has like a rock in yeah. the car. 
electric guitar in it. Um, yeah, I put... This is my favorite on the album, yeah. for sure. Uh, this is kind of what I was referencing when I was talking about uh, kind of setting, like, a a trail for, like, the punk that was to come. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, because I put it's ahead of its time genre-wise. And then, like, great electric guitar part and tone. Um, I love the pre-chorus. Uh, the dynamics and the drums from the verse to the chorus. Like, the verse to the chorus, they're both so different, but they flow together so seamlessly for mm-hmm. some reason, and I don't understand why, but it's sick. And then it goes into some sick, like, double-time drums for a quick second in that outro. Mm-hmm. Um but that's kind of that's all I got on this one. I really like this one. I agree with you in, in that yeah. it should be the last song. Even if I, I feel like they didn't need the what is it the Beely Brothers the, the Beely Brothers. Yeah, the dude. Beely I Brothers? I'm gonna be honest. My notes on that one were kind of just like BSing I think, it. I think I ended like I end my whenever I'm listening to the record. I just I ended after Queen. Like, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I think it's cool because like we've been talking about this whole time. All of the songs are super dynamic and super you know well yeah. laid out and planned yeah. out. And the song is just like, oh yeah, all the way through. Totally. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. Like, um, it's kind of like the whole entirety of this album is like a build up to this one, and it like ties a knot on it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, this is a perfect ender. I think. Yeah. Ten songs is a beautiful album. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. Eight to ten. Right yeah. There. I oh, think I stand by that. Also, I think this is kind of a pretty prime example for Bowie of how dynamic his voice can get. You know, it's not necessarily yeah. just singing a melody. It's like pushing it like yeah, i don't know he's yeah, like all totally, over the place totally. you know and like throwing in laughs and all the little like tags mm-hmm. and stuff like he's just a quirky dude yeah and, and it like, shows but it's it's like, great yeah i mean it makes it so unique you mm-hmm. know like it's it's different to have your own kind of thing going on you know yeah like, it's 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 a different it's a different genre almost you absolutely know? yeah yeah like we were saying like just way ahead of its time mm-hmm. genre wise um it almost makes it sound live but clean you know? yeah totally totally um which is interesting again when you think of him recording it all by himself yeah because yeah it's 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 hard to make it not sound too structured you Mm -hmm. know yeah he did a great job obviously yeah that's all i got on on this one yeah the next one (laughs) yeah i it's kind of it's poetic Mm -hmm. you know which is kind of cool you could tell i it could have made the album, but I don't think it should have been last. I think it was kind of him just trying to write poetry and write, you know, lyrics that you couldn't necessarily work into a song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like it was def- or we're, we're now talking about the last track, The Boulay oh, Brothers. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Is it Boulay or Boulay? Do either of you remember? I have no idea. I'm sorry, man. No, I don't remember. But I do feel like it's not a terrible song. It's my least favorite, but I do feel like it. It could either have not been on it and been fine or been placed more in the middle. Yeah. With, like, maybe, like, after Kooks, between, like, Kooks and Quicksand. Yeah, that would, I, that could have definitely made it a lot better because I think in the place that it's at, it doesn't lend to the album at all. You yeah, know? I agree. Um, what else do you have on it? Uh, I, I said it should be a secret song. That's one of my notes. Yeah, yeah secret song cool. feels of anything, you know, just throw it at the end. Yeah. Um, and then I just put British accents are hilarious. Yep. That's, <laughs> That's all funny. I got. <laughs> What do you think, Marissa, about this song? <clears throat> um, it's odd. Yeah. The end is really creepy. <laughs> uh, it just kind of creeped me out when I was listening to it. Yeah, Bowie's a creepy um, dude. 
but it's just weird. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love mm-hmm. it. It was just kind of an odd in between. Yeah. Like, I don't really know how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. I get you. Um, you know that Bowie does Labyrinth, right? Me? Dude. Yeah. Yes. Duh. Okay, good. I was just making sure because I always forget. Like, because Labyrinth is one of my favorite movies. Dude, let me read you this note that I was saying. Make the note. <laughs> Literally, my last note is like, okay, after this album finished, the uh-huh. next recommended song was As the World Falls Down off the oh, Labyrinth soundtrack. So and I wrote it down. I was like, guys, like, just listen to this song. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, um, uh, let me my notes on this one like like I said I didn't really have much I agree that it shouldn't have it either shouldn't have been on here or it should have been more of a middle track um, I think that the I do have some good notes though the guitar tones and the mix and the chorus are really good um, I, I I kind of summed up a lot of the album in this song by saying like the stereo mixes throughout the whole album are great mm-hmm. um, yeah like the rhythm guitars and the right and the left ear is kind of held throughout um I like that underneath his main melody, he's doing like a talk vocal, like a yeah. low talk vocal. Yeah. And we talked about that. I don't remember on what other song, but we were talking about that. It gives like a spooky, like melancholy feel to the whole thing. Kind of like you were saying, Marissa, where it's just kind of creepy towards the end, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I put, it's not my favorite. It's not bad. It's just not my favorite. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for this last one. Um, but Labyrinth. Yeah. Hey, the whole Labyrinth soundtrack. Any of our listeners, if you've never seen the movie Labyrinth, um, watch it because it's a good movie and also just because the soundtrack is just so good. Marissa and I growing up used to watch it all the time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, listening to this made me want to watch it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to have to watch that soon. um, It's been a while. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh Um, But yeah, so... That's pretty much it for Hunky Dory. Um, I usually have some like last minute sum up notes, but I think we kind of touched all of them as we were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, Our fourth album at the end, just so I could remember that it's the fourth album. You wrote, wrote uh, album instead uh, of album. Some dude, it's <laughs> awesome. Last <laughs> <Nice> note. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's all I got for this one. Anything else from you guys on just the whole general thing? If you haven't listened to this album all the way through, listen to it all the way through. Yeah. Maybe stop it after Queen Bitch, but yeah. if you'd like to listen to it all the way through, you already <laughs> made it that far. Yeah. Um, all right. So do you know the rating system? Oh, I, f- I forgot. About all right. So let's let's go over it again. It's all good. So we got four, uh, four ranks. The worst being... It might as well be a Nickelback album. <laughs> kind of the second to worst is... Uh, Wait, Nickelback's not the best? No. Oh, okay, I'm not going to be able to work with it. I'm just <laughs> um, dang it. What was the second worst, Marissa? I forgot. Uh, it needs more yeah, cowbell. It needs more cowbell. <laughs> or it could use more cowbell. Yeah. Um, second best which is like it's good would be um tickles my fancy and then the best would be the one d one yeah it might as well be a one direction album (laughs) man well that's tough because it's like one of my favorite albums of all time yeah this is a very this is a very like objective opinion 
rating. So yeah, I would love to hear a one D cover of this album. <laughs> I'll give it, I'll give it a one D rating for me. Yeah. All right, Marissa, what do you think about this one? What's your rating? <clears throat> um, I would say that it tickles my yeah. fancy. That's sick. It, do you have a Bowie album that you prefer, Marissa? Like, have you listened to other Bowie stuff to prefer one more than this? Really, the only other thing I've heard is Let's Dance. I mean, that's... And that's only because you have the record. Yeah. So. Um, uh, and I really like that, so. Yeah. I, you guys have that record at home? Yeah, I have it. Uh-huh. Like, at, in Tennessee? Yeah, I have the vinyl, yeah. What, did you have any other Bowie records? I think I have Let's Dance. Oh, man, I'm... Uh, that's the only one. Is it, yeah. just, like, have you had that for like a really long time, or did you get that after that being your favorite album? Does that, does that I've had sense? it for a while. You know, I heard it for the first time on vinyl. Actually, oh, okay, yeah, that album sick. was given to me by like a friend of my dad's who just gave me a stack of records. Oh, okay, and I was like, oh, like Bowie. Like I was young. I was like, I'd never listened yeah. to Bowie before, and that was the first Bowie album I ever. What heard. I, what I'm getting at is I've had yeah. the same experience, like yeah. getting records from artists who I haven't really listened to, and the yeah. first, like the only one I have is like my favorite album for uh-huh. you know eternity. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I mean, Let's Dance is a great album. Though. Yeah, yeah, I love that album. Um, I love a lot of the Bowie stuff. I think after listening to this start to finish, it's definitely motivated me to kind of like hammer into the whole discography with more of like a a mindset of like really listening rather than Definitely, just kind yeah. of like oh like I like Bowie you know what I mean yeah um and like kind of like other like artists from the 70s genre wise he kind of just goes like all over the place mm-hmm. throughout his discography um I forgot to rate it I would give it I would say that this tickles my fancy for sure um a very high tickling of my fancy. <laughs> you guys need you guys need one more in between there. Yeah, you need, you need the fifth star because one D man, like it's it's hard to it's hard to put it on that level. But I know, I know. We try and make it tough. We try and keep it tighter. That's on a good one. All right, it tickles my one D. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> um, so that's all I got. What about you guys? That it? That's it, man. Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, This has been Flipping Records Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Flipping Records Podcast. Uh, We're now on Spotify, which is sick. Uh, We're kind of on, like, everything now that people consume podcasts. Um, You can find us anywhere, uh, FlippingRecordsPodcast.com. If you don't have anything else, it's on there, which I don't know how you'd be listening to it otherwise. But, (laughs) um, yeah, so uh, that's it. Uh, tune in next week. We don't know what we're going to be doing yet, but we'll catch you on the B side. Well, we'll catch you on side B. Damn it. <laughs>